sort of more music that you'd have for a funeral. Look, I, I don't mean to sound like a broken record on the subject of this record-breaking coach, but I will anyway. For the record, let's look at Ian Foster. First loss in a pool game at a Rugby World Cup. Biggest loss at a Rugby World Cup. First loss on home soil to the Irish. First home loss to Argentina. First home series loss to the Irish to any team since 1994. Record loss to South Africa. So many records. But it must be all, of course, part of the master plan. This just frustrates the hell out of me. Let's go back and look at his appointment. Played, let's not kid ourselves, just my opinion, by nepotism. Steve Chu, Graham Henry, Steve Hansen, having a hand in his selection. Rather than seeking fresh perspectives and innovative approaches, the all-black leadership stuck to the old boys club and the results speak for themselves. And if nepotism wasn't detrimental enough, let's examine the impact of resting players during Super Rugby. How has this approach helped the All Blacks and their disappointing losses to South Africa and France? It's clear this team lacks cohesion, consistency and a well-defined playing style. The supposed pursuit of keeping players fresh seems to have left them rusty and lacking cohesion, especially in crucial test matches. The so-called evolution that Foster promised hasn't yet materialised. Instead, we witness a team playing how to scout a rugby, no plan B, Bowden Barrett's aimless kicking, and the out-of-position placements of key players further compound this damn problem. The positional selections and setups are, are baffling. We've got a first five at fullback, our best fullback on the wing, our best winger is misplaced at centre, and one of our most talented players finds himself out of position. Our best eight in Artie Sevilla, a best seven in Artie Sevilla is playing at eight. We've not learned a damn thing from the defeats of 99 when Christian Cullen played out of position at centre, Leon McDonald's ill-fated venture at centre in 2003. It's baffling. Just baffling to witness the exclusion of players like Goodyear. While questionable choices on the bench leave fans just scratching their head. Where the hell was Roygaard yesterday? And then compounding this frustration is the situation of our biased coverage delivered by our cheerleading media, most notably Sky's breakdown show. Instead of critically analysing the team's weaknesses and challenging the establishment on a weekly basis, they paint a rosy picture that almost convinces us not to panic. Such one-sided coverage only serves to perpetuate the problems and prevent the necessarily introspection and changes required. When the media fails to challenge and question, it becomes clear why the same mistakes are repeated and necessary improvements are not made. All in all, the disappointment of Ian Foster as all-black coach has not only resulted in a disappointing succession of records, but has also revealed a lack of foresight innovation within the team. The questionable positional choices, as mentioned, lack, their lack of adaptability, and the absence of strategic gameplay have left fans longing for a return to the glories days. It's disheartening to think they were regressing rather than progressing. The fresh frustration that has engulfed the rugby community in this country is palpable. It's disheartening to witness the decline in participation numbers while hoping for a revitalised sport. We yearn for a strong club rugby competition, the National Provincial Championship to be appointment viewing once again. 
it would be easier to accept occasional All Black losses if Super Rugby reclaimed its status as the world's premier rugby product, where the best players consistently take the field every week. Unfortunately, the opposite seems to be the case. The unfortunate truth is that every other form of rugby in this nation has been sacrificed at the altar of the All Blacks and the corporatisation of this damn sport. We've transformed from being ardent rugby fans to mere All Black supporters. And even that loyalty is starting to waver. Coaches now pass off losses by saying, judge me on the World Cup. Not realising that this philosophy, accepting defeat in pursuit of World Cup success, is eroding the priceless All Black brand. That brand is one of precision performance and uncompromising. The very qualities that set them apart from every other rugby team globally are now just being undermined. The allure that has made the All Blacks commercially desirable is slowly being tarnished, leading to growing apathy within our own fan base. It's a frustrating state of affairs, one that begs for a revitalisation return to the core values that made New Zealand rugby great. In short, the All Blacks need a coach who can instigate the necessary changes, challenge the status quo, and inject a fresh perspective into the team dynamics. Only then can we hope to reclaim our dominance and restore the legacy that once made us the envy of every rugby-playing nation in the world. But I find some solace in knowing that at least I have to look forward to as the Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, and even the Easter Bunny. After all, they're not quite the myths that Ian Foster and this damn All Black team are. Telephone numbers 0800 150 811. You can text us here on double eight double three. Four more black. Steve Devine, good afternoon, welcome. Yeah, hey, Wado. Jesus, mate, tell us what you really think. You laid uh, laid the law down there. You missed you missed an important stat. Uh, first ever loss to Argentina as well under Foster. Oh, he's a record-breaking coach, mate. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. But mate, let's okay. Let's let's break it down a little bit, right? The All Blacks lost, um, as we spoke about last week. It, it it it's a loss, yes, and it hurts, yes, but it's not. I would rather lose that game. Why lose any game? I don't want to lose any game. Where, I, where, where, where I, is I the can, mentality of losing can, games come from, Steve? Compete, How does that help a team win? I compete as hard as anyone else at anything I've ever done in my life, but I, I'd prefer to lose that game than a quarterfinal. That's all I'm saying. Now, after 20 minutes of even watching the All Blacks play on yesterday morning, Saturday morning, I was like, they look, they look heavy. They look flat. They look like they've been still training pretty hard. They, they, they didn't look fresh at all. And uh, I, I just like, well, you know, that's that's the phase they're in. They're, they're, they're still working hard. If, if, if they turned up the fittest and in the most absolute peak condition on Saturday morning, there's absolutely no way they're going to make a – they're going to be able to maintain that form through to a quarterfinal. There's, it's, it's still another month away. So I just I – just, I, like, I understand they're working hard. They look like they've been working hard, and, and I'm happy for them to continue that. We've got to beat Italy. Italy's the focus. It's the next hardest match. Roll into pool play. We're going to play Africa. Nothing's changed. We're still going to play Africa. We're still going to play Ireland or we're still going to play Scotland. Nothing's changed. So for me, uh, put it down as a learning curve. A learning curve. The All Blacks have now reduced themselves to a learning curve. Yep. Put it down as a learning curve, mate. What they did in the first half was they played some rugby. And uh, and then they decided to stop playing rugby and start kicking the ball away aimlessly, um, which 
you know, which I think was like, well, that's... Yeah, but it's Bowden Barrett again. He's always kicking the ball away aimlessly. When is this guy actually going to just... When are we going to start playing test rugby and just actually go out there and try and win rather than just trying to run it from everywhere? Where is the evolution, mate? This is all Hanson did. The Irish showed us how to play the game. We've learnt nothing. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I agree with I agree with you, but it doesn't matter if we win a quarterfinal. Well, look, mate, I don't care if we make the final. If we don't win this World Cup, it has failed. You might as well get out in the first rounds. New Zealand rugby is about winning. It's not about making finals oh. and going, hey, we will run her up. I'm I not think... interested in any of that crap. So we win a quarterfinal. Are we good enough to then win a semifinal? Are we good enough to win then a final? I think New Zealand rugby's already admitted that they've made a mistake with Foster, and that's why we've got Robinson for next year. So, you know, I just, yeah, I, everything just needs to be barred towards that quarterfinal. That's the game we need to win. We don't need to win... Yeah, but you've still got to have some momentum. We, we, we were just talking, Steve, about the NRL playoffs and we're talking about the Roosters and Newcastle and Newcastle particularly, and it's about getting that momentum coming into the playoffs. I just haven't seen the momentum from the All Blacks. I haven't even us seen us remotely show any sign. And how do we really I, get a gauge on this team? We've got the likes of Italy, Namibia and Uruguay coming up. They're not exactly going to challenge us, are they? It's not exactly going to give us uh, any real sort of sense of how this team's progressed over the next three weeks. Uh, Italy will. Italy's a strong team. Um, you know, they will play that up and in defence that we struggle against and give us some pretty good practice. Uh, we just need to keep calm, Watto. Keep calm for the quarterfinal. And then all eggs are in that basket. Oh, but look, all eggs have been in that. Like we could have won every game this year. <laughs> we could have won every game this year. We're still in the same situation yep. in that quarterfinal. We have to win the quarterfinal. Okay, but look, as I said right at the start of my introduction, this is just, you know, the loss to Argentina first time ever in Australia, the loss to Argentina first time ever at home, the series loss to Ireland, first loss at home since 1994, first time we've ever lost a series to Ireland, a record defeat against South Africa, first time we've ever lost a game in pool play in a World Cup, and I'm supposed to believe this is part of some bloody big master plan. I, I, I'm sorry, mate. I, I'm on a completely oh. different page here from you. Yeah, no, I agree with you, mate. It's, this is not part, of, and, and the reason it's not part of the master plan because we've got a new coach next year. So, they're, they're, you know, NZOV admitted that it wasn't the right decision and Foster's moving on and next year will be under new direction but this is what we got for this year they made the decision to keep him until the World Cup and this is what we got and this is what we're going to have to deal with and we're in the exact same situation as we were a month ago is that we still got to win our quarterfinal Okay let's go to the phones Hi Graham G'day guys how are you? G'day Graham how are you mate? Hey what? Hey, well done, Steve, on your Auckland team beating Canterbury oh, what happened? last night. What, ha- Park. what happened? What happened? Yeah, no. I'm not, I'm not going to repeat it again. No, Come on, no. mate. It was a tough battle. Hey, hey, Graham, we only really put emphasis up here on Bay of Plenty, Hawks Bay, mate. Yeah, the big games are the big, big games are the inner city games like the North Harbour and the counties up here. Oh, really? Yeah, no, no. I thought your Auckland team looked pretty good. I thought we, uh, no, I thought of you. I didn't think you were on today, actually. And your producer, the producer said, no, no, Steve Devine's here. I went, oh, bugger. Anyway, yeah. No, no. Wait, oh, what, no did, boys, what, what did you make of Adrian Choate's game last night? Oh, I had a great game. Gee, he's, a, he's, a, he's a tough he's boy, He's been eh? around a while and he, um, mm. he was everywhere. Wasn't he? Yeah, I thought he was probably uh, player of the match for sure. He was just into everything last night. Billy Harmon was our best. Uh, he's mm. played well all year for the Highlanders and now with Canterbury. But uh, AJ Cho, yeah, no, absolutely. And, mate, um, what about the girls? The final... Well, yeah, no, well, yeah, no, the, that, that was a great victory, a great game too. Um, yeah, but um, no, Auckland deserved, d- deserved that one against a very good Canterbury side at home. So, yeah, no, it's... Um, 
all, all, all the uh, you know all, all the all the you know congrats go to you guys today. Unfortunately for me. Yeah, um, well, mate, but, I'm sorry, mate. That All Black loss yesterday is just clouded, oh, no. clouded my weekend. So, so what what are, oh, you, no. what are your thoughts on well, the All Blacks, I, mate? I, I probably yeah, I think the whole thing's a debacle. Yeah, they, um, I mean, you know, you make a good point, Steve, about yeah, if they win the quarterfinal, but. You know, when they lost to South Africa, they said, well, everything rests on the French game. But then as the French game loomed, the, the narrative sort of went to, well, we, you know, you know, this is a long tournament and this is only the first game. And I thought, well, that was sort of, it sort of felt like they're covering, especially Ian Foster was sort of covering himself a bit there. But I mean, yeah, no, I mean, Goodhue should, should be over there, Jack Goodhue. I agree with you, Mark. I thought that to start with. And, um, I'm thrilled Ethan Blackhead is going. I think he's going to make a big difference. And and I'd just be happy with a good good Tasman boy. No, that's right. No, he's a fantastic crusader as well. Um, Great guy, Ethan. And uh, yeah, no, I'm so, you know, I was just so pleased that he got called up. I had fears they might choose someone else, but yeah, they've they've made the right decision there. Graham, let me put this to you. In 2003, I was lucky enough to go to a World Cup. And we arrived into Melbourne uh, in Australia and absolutely fizzing. I'd never been fitter. I'd never been stronger. Absolutely ready to rumble. And by by a month into the tournament, uh, along with a lot of the other guys, things started to get a, a little bit harder because we tried to maintain that maximum peak fitness, and it was and it's not easy to do. And um, I just I, there's absolutely no point the All Blacks turning up a hundred percent ready to rumble, absolutely fizzing, to play the French yeah, yesterday. But, 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 mate, you've... Look, you're an ex-athlete, you're an ex yeah, mate. mate. You know you still, can't maintain you, that. No, no, but you've still got to have some confidence here, Steve. Yeah, and you cannot tell me we're going to come down to 80 minutes against probably either South Africa or Ireland, potentially Scotland, but I still, you know, odds will stay one of those two teams. And you've still got to go in there with... with some sort of resolve, believing. Did, did you see? Did you see the way they started the match? Right, they were on top of the French early. Right, the French were struggling in the first half, and then we had a, a clear, distinct change in game plan. Right, up until the 79th minute when we decided to play rugby again and almost all scored under the pick sticks. So what I'm saying is. Like uh, Some, someone's just texted in here, Steve, and said, "Look, the guy next to you was part of the woke problem. Mediocrity. Everyone gets a prize." You've read that text. That comes from Dave. It's targeted at you, Steve. Is that I, I, where is that? I can't see that. <laughs> hey, Graham, just just finally, just final point. Me? All right, yeah, no, I just think the trouble is, I get your point there, Steve, but it's the selections. You know, the dual playmaker thing came back with ferocity yesterday. It was like Yokohama all over again, and you know, the latter part of last year. And I think yeah, you can clearly that that's the worrying thing. But I mean, I'll have to go back to the drawing board to a degree. So. That's the that's the only chance they got to go back to drawing board because they got no other chance. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, you know, Steve's right. I mean, there's still a chance here, but I, I, it just it just pisses me off how we've just now All Blacks. It's just all about once every four years now, and it's you know, and, and what they well, don't yeah, get right, mate right. is the all you know they sell they sell the All Black brand. This is the big commercial thing. They don't actually realise they're eroding it by suddenly saying it's no longer. You know, we've got to set the highest bloody standards, mate. I'm just sick and tired of shows like the Bloody Breakdown, mate, who are just constant PR cheerleaders, mate. They do. The themselves a disservice, there's zero engagement, they don't ask any hard bloody questions, mate, and they wonder why no one's watching it. Hey, thanks, Graham. Hi, Brian. Good. How are you? All right? Good, thank you. Yeah, uh, your diatribe at the outset uh, sort of took the wind out of my sails because uh, it was the, all of the things I've been wanting to say. But I'd just like to add a few things, you know. Um, 
the coach, uh, what's his name again? Ian Foster, he's a record breaker. He's in the record box. Well, I'll tell you something. I'm 79 years of age, and I, I think, just off the top of my head, five or six of the worst victories I ever inflicted on the All Blacks and some first ups, all under his tutelage. And honestly, he's brilliant at throwing off a loss. You know, oh, there's a there is a there is a smugness there is a smugness about. I tell you what, if we go out of this World Cup in the quarterfinals, I just want to fly over to go to the press conference because I'm going to ask him the hard bloody questions, mate. Because I'm sick and tired of no one ever asking him the damn hard questions. I just want to know how rest and rotation helped us yesterday. How killing Super Rugby helped us yesterday. I just wanted the answer to that damn question. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. You know, but the the. Rugby union's got a lot to answer for, you know. This is insane, telling a guy, well, you're off, but we're not going to sack you immediately. We'll let you destroy us in the World Cup, and then you're gone. And we'll wait another four years then. Oh, it's, it's just beggar's description. Any professional outfit would just laugh themselves silly at such a, a boardroom decision. And uh, the guys that I blame for the whole schmozzle, I'm afraid, of the selection panel with the great redeemer at the helm, old Ted there, yeah. You know, oh no, but you go look. You go back to Chu and Hanson. I mean, they killed rugby in this country, and, and Hanson gets bloody knighted. Chu gets some big award. But you look at the state of New Zealand <laughs> rugby now. You look at the House of Cards. You look at what this administration's had to inherit. They haven't done anything to rectify it. All in the name of the All Blacks. All in the name of self-interest. I mean, go and have a chat to Gordon Titchens and how he felt back in two sixteen with that sevens team. And, and no, it's oh, the elephant oh, in the oh, damn oh, room, oh. mate. <laughs> yeah, truly. The rugby league people, good on them. They're rubbing their hands with glee, you know. Mm. Brian, I, yeah, I, I just just on the Ted. I don't think Ted's involved in this team at all. No, but he was involved in the selection of. I was involved in selection. Okay. Of Ian Foster's appointment. Uh, yeah, and I think he's he's openly admitted that that was a mistake. And I think we I think we can all see that the Foster selection was a mistake. They had the chance to rectify it, and they chose to keep him because of a performance. Now. I still believe deep down that the All Blacks have a performance in them to win a quarterfinal. Uh, that's what I believe. Do you have the belief they can win the World Cup, Steve? That's my question, mate. Uh, I, I think the World Cup will be a, a bigger a bigger challenge, but but isn't that what it's all about? Isn't it, what the four oh, years is about, but Steve? They got to give themselves they got to give themselves the right to win the World Cup, and to do that, they have got to win the quarterfinal first, mate. So in theory, the quarterfinal is our World Cup. Yeah, no, right? fair enough. Good so, point. You know, I, I'm prepared to give a guy and the team a, a break until they can play their cards on quarterfinal night. That's what I'm prepared to do. I, I will support them and I'll back them. And this is what we got. It's, nothing's going to change until quarterfinal night. This is what we got. I'm prepared to support them and back them until that quarterfinal night. If we don't win, then it's it's an absolute fail because they've got everything they've wanted. You know, they've got everything they wanted, and this is this is the situation they've got themselves into. But I still believe they can win a quarterfinal against Ireland and or Scotland and or South Africa. Hey, thanks, Brian. Lovely to have you on the program, and great that look. Look, we we want to have the discussion, and this is it. Whatever side you sit on here, if you're the optimist, if you're the pessimist, but we've got to have the discussion. And this is this is what I'm concerned about the most: that apathy's creeping in. That perhaps we get to a point where we just don't care. Um, and we can't have that discussion. Uh, look, anyway, our telephone number is 0800 We've got broadcaster Ken Laban on the program. We'll get his thoughts on this. Um, I'm not sure where he sees it. Um, but don't be afraid to text us here on the 8833. Have you found that test yet, Steve, from Dave? 
No, I'm still looking. Here, Sorry, here, Dave. Bro, the guy next door to you is part of the woke problem. Mediocrity. Everyone gets a prize BS. You play sport to win. No one remembers who came second. That comes from Dave. Yeah. Dave, just on that, no one's no one's lost the World Cup yet. It's week one, right? It's week one. We, we will decide who yeah. loses. And, and, we start, people start at no. week five, people start leaving, and then every week after, people start leaving. Yeah, and look, Steve, and coming back to your point, and I think this is where you are right, um, is the fact that we have every other All Black time, we arguably on paper had the best team at a World Cup, and we went, what, 24 years without winning it with arguably the best team on paper. I think the side in 2003 that you went with was one of the best sides. 99 was arguably one of the great sides, and we haven't won it, so there is some merit in what you are saying. Look, what gives me hope is Ethan Blackadder comes back into the side. You've got um, some other injuries that you know will give us yeah, a little bit more room in terms of our forward stocks and just that ability to maybe hone. I do want to see Roy Gard off the bench. I just think he offers something different. I thought Christy yesterday was awful. Uh, just my opinion. Yeah, listen, you know, this, this for, for me, what changes in the All Blacks, right, this is what's going to change. Uh, Brody Ritalli's going to come back in and add some carry, right, in the forward pack. Shannon Frizzell's going to come back in and he's yep. going to add some carry. We really, really hit the two, the three bring games. Bring off the bench. The three games he's played this year, Shannon Frizzell has been amazing. And he's just, every third ruck, he's got the ball in his hands and he's carrying and we're getting over the advantage line. That's been the difference. We we haven't had the I, ball carriers to get us I over the advantage line. Tuck, I want to see Taki Aho start. And and that's a possibility as well. So, like, we've got some ball carriers to come back into that team. There's no doubt about that. And and we've still got a few backs. I, I, I'd like to see, yes, I'd like to see Will Jordan at fullback. I think he is the best fullback in the country, and why not get him there? Um, and I think we can. Well, I think we've got better wingers than Will Jordan too. To, I quite honestly well, believe that. He should be at fullback, mate. Yeah, he should be at fullback, and, I, and Barrett should be on the bench. Yeah, not Full disagreeing stop, there. Mate. But we got we got some big hardy ball carrying forwards to come back. Yeah. They're going to get us some advantage line, and that makes the game a whole lot easier. What we're trying to achieve. So, you know, put the kicking put the kicking away. I think hopefully now this is the biggest lesson. I hope the All Blacks learn from me. I, I hope they learn is they. You know what? When we decide to play rugby and and have a go and use the backs, we actually go pretty good, right? Yeah, but we've also got to, and I think Jeff Wilson said it yesterday, there's that balance between high risk and reward. And I just think sometimes we just need to be a little bit measured and sometimes we just need to play a little bit more traditional test rugby. Yeah. We're but, not there to entertain. Look at England today. They don't entertain, but they win. Yeah, but you can, you can, you can it's the same thing. If your game, you've got to play to your strengths, and that's our strength, right? That's our strength. Get 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 some advantage line, get some go forward, and then go wide. That's our strength. Getting the ball and just kicking it down aimlessly and, and letting them run it back at us, that's that's not our strength, and that's what we did in the second half. So I, I hopefully they believe, and this is what I truly hope, is they started the game well and said, we're going all right, so let's just back out of fence for the second half. We'll kick it to them, and we'll just back out of fence. We don't need we don't need to win this. We're still we'll just keep working hard on D, and um, and then because you know the trigger switched in the last two minutes of the game, the trigger switched, and we we almost went 40, 50 meters, won the kick off, and went forty meters and almost scored under the post. Like it's there, it's there when we decided to be there, and that's the thing that gets confused confuses me. We, we there has to be a reason why we just decided to kick all the ball away, because. When we flicked the switch in the last two minutes and we decided to play footy, we're actually really good at doing that. For the first half, we're actually really good at doing what we were doing. We then just decided not to do it. And that makes me think that there's a reason. That's part of the master plan. 
well, maybe it is the master plan. <laughs> but again, once again, we 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 will see. No, no, and that's what we're about: agreeing to disagree on things. So you've got slightly different perspectives on this, and of course, we want your thoughts as the afternoon progresses. Mark Watson, alongside of me, former All Black Steve Devine, you are listening to the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. 